Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Six eight seven zero seven zero zero. On this episode, we actually know what the title of this episode is going to be before we post it. So, as it stated on the title, we're going to talk about Star Wars and silencers with Savage Texan. And also, God bless the state of Alabama. of America, here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that, from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. It's all the same name at TrendChat247. And if you like this, I know, well, this is your first time listening. You don't know if you like this yet, but hopefully you will. And if you do like it, share, subscribe. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and just a number of other podcast outlets that we don't know the name of and have no clue that we're on but we're glad that we're on them so yeah go on all the social media accounts like share subscribe yeah and, and let's continue to grow this audience as as we try to every episode so don't have a lot of time to talk about too much because we um 
going to have our interview with Jennifer, the Savage Texan. And But I do want to touch on a couple of things. We are in the illustrious studios here in Atmore, Alabama. And for this episode, it's, it's particularly fitting that I am in Alabama to talk about uh, what's been going on. And also, if you don't know, I was born and raised in Alabama. And today is a good day to, you know, to be from Alabama for me uh, personally, just because of, if you don't know, Alabama signed into law a basically a overall overall ban of abortion in in the state of Alabama. So for one, you know. That deserves all of that. It, it is. It's a great step. And like I said, I'm proud of my birth state because, you know, being born and raised there. But, but I live in Texas now. And speaking of Texas, I, you know, I really wish the state of Texas would be as bold to do something like this. But I digress. Now, for one it was uh, written in the law by the governor, who was a woman, uh, Kay Ivey, who was the governor of Alabama, who um, signed it in the law. And yeah, it's this is it's a a great day. I think it's, it's a, this is a great, uh, big, bold step that the state has taken, and I am over just overjoyed and being able. Um, the fact that this is um, going on, that that maybe that the cultural death of through abortion is maybe being slowly turned, hopefully. And and God willing, I hope that's what's going on now. Look, this is far from over for one. It doesn't just end here for, for one thing, because it's just one state. Also, I mean, you're going to get plenty of lawsuits. I'm pretty sure they've probably already been filed. and. You're going to have the people who are going to still going to be determined to kill their children and going to try to find loopholes for one. Uh, there was one exception in it um, being for the health of the mother. So I can only imagine the people who are determined to kill their children. They're going to just make any reason to say it's for the health of the mo- health of the mother, even though. I've you've I've seen plenty of articles and um, commentary from medical professionals saying that there's no there really is no medical reason to have an abortion. Um, you can make up one if you want because you want to, but yeah. So yeah, that's going to happen. And also, I'm most likely this going to go to the Supreme Court. And I don't know, a couple of years, maybe next year, which I and which I hope will, you know, finally get some sort of hearing and and finally understand and get an idea where these uh, conservative justices that we supposed to have in in the Supreme Court and actually get a actual uh, uh, a true opinion where they stand on this issue. So. I'll be looking forward to that to see 
what they say, what, how they're going to rule on this. So, but like I said, um, all that being said, great for what's going on now. So now also want to say another round of applause <laughs> for Alyssa Milano because, um, she effectively wanted to have a sex ban and basically is bringing abstinence back in style. So, Hey, I'm all for that because I can only see this hurting liberal men because, um, <laughs> I can't see any conservative guys with, um, these liberal women. And actually, if, if you are a conservative guy and with these, you know, women, then it's your own fault. And I really don't have any sympathy for you. So yeah. Yep. Two thumbs up for, for abstinence. Thanks to Alyssa Milano. So, all right, that's it. And, um, so we're going to play a word from the founder project. And after that, we are going into our interview with Jennifer. Hello, trend chat listeners. If you like the founding projects, civics education video series, civics for all ages, and our educational meme series. We think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Hey, what's up? This is Kaya Jones, and you're listening to me on Trend Chat. Hello, this is Trend Chat, and we are very pleased to have Jennifer the Savage Texan with us. We have had the pleasure to meet her at the NRA annual meetings after, you know, following each other on social media. And we got a chance to chat a little bit there and we'd love to have you on sometime. She said, sure. And here she is. So Jennifer, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really, really excited about this. And it was so great to meet you at NRA. It had been way too long. I mean, we were talking about it on Instagram for a long time, so yeah, I'm glad it finally happened. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, it was it was funny because you know being able to be in such a huge, like a huge convention center, and you know a lot of times a lot of people from whether it's in the industry or just people that are going to be attending any event of that scale, and a lot of times you be at an event that um someone else that you know is there and then you never get a chance to meet <laughs> because of everything that's going on. it's happened <laughs> it's happened so many times i mean nra shot show Dallas party club you name it um there have been so many times where uh you know there's somebody i really wanted to meet or they wanted to meet me and we just never crossed paths it's insane because the events are just giant oh yeah now I guess well, I don't get too much more into the into the annual meetings. <laughs> I, I've been talking about the past couple of episodes, so. But um, I I did want to ask you because one being at the meetings, okay. so obviously if you're there, you like guns in some way. So I, I guess first question I want to ask is, how did you get into guns? I mean, is it something you grew up with or something you know happened or something? I mean, everyone everyone has a story as far as you know, what got them to this point right um i grew up with parents who supported the second amendment but you know we would go out leisurely shooting um my parents have they still have a gun that they have to assemble like the the 
pistol isn't even put together yet. <laughs> and um, I had a few friends who went through some traumatic things, and I was the person they called, and I had to go help them out. And it kind of made me realize, you know, you're your biggest advocate in every sense of the imagination. So, you know, how long is it going to take for the cops to be there? And me getting called, I was the first call for two of my friends. And it was pretty devastating to see my best friends be so not weak, but you know, they were, they were pretty shattered by these two events that happened to them respectfully. And, um, just seeing that and growing up the way I grew up, I just, I wanted to get into firearms and, um, what put me over the edge and made me get my CHL or concealed handgun license. I think it's called, is it a license to carry? I don't know what they're considering it now. Yeah. I think it's uh yeah. License carry now. Yeah. I, you know, I was, I was an athlete in college. I'm six foot. Like I'm, I'm not a small female by any sense of the imagination. And I went through a near death once I graduated college and I got really skinny and really weak and it changed my outlook on everything because I knew that there's no way I could have fought back. I mean, I was relearning how to walk at one point. And it made me realize, you know, if, if I want to be able to protect myself, I was living in a city where I didn't know anybody. And, uh, you know, the job had picked me up and moved me there. And I just wanted to make sure that if the time came, God forbid, that I would, I would be able to at least try to fight back and, you know, survive if, if I needed to. Okay. And, and I guess as far as growing up, you know, as you said, having um, so um, well, like you say you, that your that your parents had a gun, you still have to assemble. Um, I mean, I don't, I I don't say that I know that much about guns. So, what kind of gun is that? I, you know, it it's some pistol. I haven't even seen it. They told me, you know, my brother and I later on in our lives grilled my parents. You know, what are you going to do if somebody breaks in? <laughs> To the house like how are you going to defend your livelihood mm-hmm. and my dad you know, told us about his pistol that's locked away and my brother and I both looked really puzzled and we were like okay so you're going to run upstairs unlock where this gun is assemble this gun load the magazine and then fight back what are you going to tell the intruder just like hang on a minute I have to do all of these steps before <laughs> I try to defend myself like nobody's waiting on you. Oh no. And um it kinda you know, you're you're thinking about those scenarios and and after, you know, my whole position changed on everything and I was like, Man, I wanna carry all the time. Like I have that right. I wanna I wanna be able to defend myself and uh I started really getting on my parents to carry more and stuff, but I didn't grow up around firearms or anything. I I got into it myself just being a female and wanting to or having the right to defend myself and then mm-hmm. wanting to be able to okay and when when did all this happen around what time what eight i was it was after college because i think in college there's there's a general consensus that firearms are bad at least you know, there are a lot of liberal campuses. I was on a more conservative one. I went to Southern Methodist University in Dallas. So 
SMU is a little bit more conservative at least. Um, but once I graduated, I, I got really, really sick and I was hospitalized and I was around, I think 22 when I realized I, I should be carrying and, and I should be, you know, being able to defend myself. Okay. And then I got into hunting shortly, shortly after that. And, and, and in that time we were saying as far as, um, what, you know, as far as you getting sick and everything. And, um, I, I mean, what, what was that, that like? I mean, the recovery, I'm, I know you mentioned earlier as far as trying to, you know, you have to learn how to walk at one, at one point. I mean, I mean, how was that whole ordeal? Yeah, I, uh, it's really interesting going from somebody who's really strong to somebody who's really weak and the doctors had no idea what was going on. And I think that was probably the hardest part because there, there's never been an answer as to what happened. Um, I, I had internal bleeding and my, my heart didn't have enough blood to pump essentially. And so they, I kept on being put on prescribed medication I mean, a bunch of different steroids and painkillers and stuff. And I was up to 12 meds a day and my hair was falling out and I had lost 40 pounds in 40 days. I was six foot and 114 pounds. If that gives you a little bit of a clue as to like how sick I got. Um, And my mom had to come take care of me, but I I found a doctor who is more holistic and uh, he, he he put me on a really, really strict diet and he did a few things to help me. And I had to go to a more holistic doctor to help me manage my pain in order to get off all these painkillers. And, um, that's, that's kind of why I got into hunting is because I wanted to know where my meat came from and to know, you know, that this wild animal had a good life beforehand. So it, it really helped evolved me into the person I am today with, you know, firearms and hunting and everything. Okay. Now, when it comes to hunting, I mean, I, I mean, I know I haven't done a lot myself. I mean, now, (laughs) I mean, but like for you, I mean, you're able to, like, I I guess go out in different locations and um, I guess, do you have like a particular type that you like to hunt? Or just like just whatever. I'll never I'll never say no to hunting. I don't think. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, obviously, hog hunting. There's a big hog problem down in Texas, and that's more of like a population control type of thing down here, just because they're so rampant and um, they they destroy so much land i mean if you see how destructive they are you would you would uh realize how important it is to have some sort of control over them um but predator hunting as well and then uh deer hunting i i deer hunt with my godfather uh so it i mean i don't really discriminate when it comes to hunting i think it's a great a great thing to do it whoever you're with it builds a really good sense of camaraderie um if you look at the diseases for these animals if they over if they do overpopulate then they're horrible and they're horrifying so um 
there are a bunch of reasons why I hunt, but I think those are my primary ones for sure. Yeah. I mean, I haven't gone any, I will, any, any type of hunting like in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, one day maybe I'll get, you know, get a chance to go, go out, have some time and to, to do that. Actually, it's funny because, um, I was in New Mexico recently and I was able to go by, uh, what NRA Whittington Center out here in, yeah. in, um, New Mexico. That's where I'm at now. And I didn't, one, I didn't know a thing about it, but then when I went out there, I was able to drive my truck over, um, over there and find out they, you know, had this huge range and just uh, any, what? any sort of type of shooting you want to do. <laughs> they have it. It is a, it's like, if I'm not mistaken, what, 3,000 acres? Or, I don't know what it was, but it's like, it's huge. And it, and they have lodging there. They have all sorts of events year-round there. And, yeah, it was. That's so cool. Yeah, and I, I'm like, well, if I ever come back through here again and have some time, I might, uh, you know, you know, stop in. Because, I mean, it was a, it was oh, a huge. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's some really good ranches and stuff that uh, New Mexico is one of I swear it's one of the most underrated places I've ever been to where you know I tell people I'm going to New Mexico and they think I'm crazy but (laughs) I had some of the greatest experiences there and it's just such a beautiful place hey everyone this is Amy Robbins with Alexa Athletica and you're listening to Trim Chat now now one thing that we um came across especially when we met up in um at the NRA annual meetings is, um, so I was looking into what well, I was going on around the exhibit floor and, um, you know, I was yeah. somewhat interested in looking at, uh, you know, a, a suppressor or a silencer if, if people, I guess more the popular term. And, um, I was just kind of wondering, cause I mean, I've seen them outside, you know, at the exhibit floor and I've, you know, seen them at different ranges, but I haven't used them myself. And, I know a lot of people, maybe people who are listening right now, when you think about silencers, people are thinking about like what you hear in the movies or what you see and that they just make a little pew pew. Little, yeah. Little, yeah. <laughs> they think about <laughs> that, you know. And one thing I, I found out real quick is that, for one, that's not true. They don't they don't make a little chirp sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. So, and um, while I was there, um, I was thinking about, okay, maybe I should see about, looking into getting getting one what would i need to do and you informed yeah. me about it's not that easy man there's so much tape around it it's um it's crazy because you know they're they're heavily regulated and I, I will say you said it correctly with saying silencer or suppressor some people say can but uh silencer is the trademark term and I know a lot of people are like, it's suppressor, and they'll correct you, but you can you can really use either, and it's okay. Um, suppressor is more accurate in terms of, you know, what what it actually does, because it doesn't completely silence anything, even mm-hmm. a twenty two. But a twenty two can is the most Hollywood quiet you're going to get. Um, but you're right. It isn't like a two or, you know, what people think it is. It's it's louder and if you suppress like a 308 you're or okay for example if you suppress a 50 cal you're gonna 
still need hearing protection. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize that. They think that they, you know, won't need it. But it's, you know, that's that's a pretty big caliber. So you're going to need a lot of hearing. You know, I've, I've doubled up with the suppressed 50 cal wow. with foamies and uh, muffs on top of it. But the, the process is you pay for the silencer up front which freaks a lot of people out and I'll get to why in a second. And then you have to pay a $200 tax stamp. Wow. And that just goes straight to the ATF to be able to even apply for this uh, suppressor. And you, you have to fill out a form four. So, you know, you're filling out a bunch of paperwork, you send it in, the ATF cashes the check that you send them that $200 check. And whether or not you get approved, you don't get that $200 check back. I was just about to say that's non-refundable. Right, right. Um, and then you have to wait. I mean, the the waiting time fluctuates. But, you know, right now you're looking at 8 to 10, 11, 12 months until you see the silencer and you get, you get your tax stamp to be able to use your silencer at wow. that point. Yeah, so it's a long wait, especially when you're you're giving somebody money and you don't get to see what you purchased for for about a year, you know. Now, is, it, all. is it the same? Now, is it the same process um, every time, or is it like this? Just what happens when you when you do it the first time? Like once you buy one, is, then after that, you can just it, it's it's easier afterwards. This is where it really stinks. Every single time you buy one, you have to reapply. So, you know, if I were to purchase, or if you were to purchase one today, and then you would have to wait, what, 8 to 12 months, depending on what the wait time is right now. Mm -hmm. And then if you wanted to purchase another one in four months, then you, you would send in that application with your fingerprints and demographics. And there's this whole thing. If you have a trust, then you have to have your responsible art responsible parties on that trust submit their fingerprints and their demographics and it's there there's a lot that goes into it for sure so and you can only buy one at a time or no you can buy as many as you want at a time but you know you have to remember that on top of just purchasing the silencer you have to you have to usually purchase um you know muzzle devices that will fit onto your host firearm and you know that'll that'll take your silencer mm -hmm. um and then you have to on top of that you have to pay that 200 dollars tax stamp and some muzzle devices do come with the silencer when you purchase it but it just depends on which one you purchase so so it just like everything just depends but where you're looking at an added cost on top of the cost of the silencer so it's a deterrent for a lot of people so if um like i guess that's definitely something if I want to get, uh, let's say if I want to get three, would I have to pay mm -hmm. the two hundred dollars for each one, or would that two hundred dollars oh, cover yeah. the three? Oh, okay. That's why I was wondering. No. Like, what? yeah, you have to pay two hundred each time you apply for it. Um, and, and even like if I said, you don't really get that back. And, and even and even if you're buying three at one time, you still have to pay two hundred dollars for each one of the silences. And you have to file a form four for each one too. So I mean, you're talking about triple the paperwork. Oh, okay. And <laughs> okay, triple I, I, the fee. Okay. Now I see what you mean. Because yeah. I, I was thinking about well, okay, well, can people just like maybe buy multiple ones at one time to try to succeed? You know, try to cut down on some of that cost as opposed to you had to buy one each time 
have to go through it. But if it yeah. if it's that way every time, you know, per for everyone, then I guess it really doesn't matter. <laughs> No, and I mean, you know, a lot of people, you invest a lot of money, like silencers aren't cheap, and no. you invest a lot of money in it, and then you have to wait in order to get it, so um, there are a lot of reasons to get silencers. I mean, I wish there was less bureaucratic, bureaucratic tape around this whole situation, because they're really helpful in more than just suppressing sound, but we're talking about you know, recoil, a lot of females are just, I mean, pardon the pun, but they're gun shy to even shoot a gun because of the recoil associated with it. And silencers help out with that too, on so, top of, you know, sound suppression. So, yeah, so I guess like the term uh, suppressor is um, not only with sound, but also with the recoil. Yeah, and there are certain ones, like depending on what your goals are, you can get silencers that reduce blowback, especially if you're a left-handed shooter. I mean, there are certain manufacturers that specialize in that, and then there are certain ones that specialize in hunting. So it's a more rugged can, and it's a little bit more robust and stuff like that. So it really depends on what your goals are. And, you know, they have lighter ones for plinking targets, and then they have ones that are, you know, long-range ones that are, or, you know, they have silencers that are full auto rated as well. It, it, there's a wide array of silencers, even though they all look kind of the same. Yeah, I, I did notice that when I was walking around. I'm like, well, they all kind of look the same. I mean, I'm pretty sure they <laughs> yeah. all. I'm pretty sure you know they all have different little features here and there and whatnot. And I I, I don't want to get too much into um into the specifics of of all that because if if well we yeah. only got we only got forty five minutes so <laughs> so I, I yeah know. but. But um, I know the one thing I was just when I was looking at all of them, and just yeah, it's just um, well, I guess one of the main reasons I'm I'm guessing why it's so difficult now to get a silencer is uh basically just the fear that has been you know pushed you know through Hollywood as far as how they show what they um in movies and whatnot, and so a lot of people don't really have um an accurate view as far as what they do and why they're needed. Cause most people just think I of it think, like that. Like, like, Oh, you just want that. So yeah. you can be an assassin or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, uh, you know, the mafia used them. And so the government to cut down on it would charge people, uh, a $200 tax stamp. And back in the day that made it basically untouchable for the common population. So I think now there's this common misconception that silencers still aren't legal, even though they are. And even though there's a lot of tape surrounding it and there are a lot of hoops to jump through, at the end of the day, it really is worth it, in my opinion, in a lot of other people's opinion. But I think there's there's a huge population of gun owners who don't even realize that silencers are legal. Um, and I think it's just because Back in the day, people couldn't afford the $200, and that $200 tax stamp hasn't inflated, you know, with with the cost of everything else. It stayed the exact same. So if you think about it, in the grand scheme of things, $200 really isn't that bad for everything that you're getting in return. Oh, yeah. And, um, uh, well, you know what? I would like you to say that again because I think a lot of people really don't know that because uh, I'm thinking people may be listening to us right now, and we might, they think we may be talking about something that's actually <laughs> illegal. But no, yeah, 
No. Say it again. Let, for the people in the back, tell them again. People in the back. <laughs> silencers are totally legal, and you can obtain them. It just takes a, a little bit of paperwork and an application and a little fee. Now, what we've already talked about, we, I'm, that was just uh, one part of it because um, when I was trying to, you know, to see what I need to do, it was not only mm-hmm. like I, I have well put it this way, I haven't paid anything yet. But even the paperwork, but then also other things like they, like like they need um, fingerprints and um and you have to answer a questionnaire <laughs> about I mean basically about yeah. your whole life story. So yeah, that yeah, it's even more to it than just I mean obviously the money is a lot in itself, but I mean yeah they want they they basically want your soul, you know. They do, because, you know, you send the paperwork to the ATF, but once the ATF is done with your paperwork, they send it off to the FBI, and the FBI does a really thorough check. So if anybody has a felony or anything, then they can't apply for one, even if it was, you know, a long time ago. And um, There's a lot surrounding this, and it's really unfortunate, like I said, because they, you know, by... By themselves, silencers are just big black tubes, and they've been kind of demonized um, by, you know, what I talked about, but also what you talked about with Hollywood and things being Hollywood quiet and the preconceived notion that nobody's going to hear you if you shoot it. Yeah, I can, yeah. I, the the notion is that if you if you have a silencer, I mean, can you imagine if I if you had a AR-15 with a silencer, put them two together. Like that, oh man, I'll tell liberals just lose their mind. They saw something like that. Man, to even fly with them, you have to fly with your paperwork. Like with with a copy that you, you know, and you have to say, I have firearms and I have suppressors and the, they have to check it and everything. I mean, it's this whole ordeal, but, uh, you know, they're they're in a class with like machine guns. And stuff like that. Yeah, that's what kind of. I was weird. thinking about that. Yeah, I was thinking because when you said yeah. like you know the mafia used them, so from that point on, then they were basically you know banned, but you know for the most part in a way. Um, but I think they also kind of make make it look like just like machine guns in a way, and how they're treated and how they're yeah. um how they're being stigmatized really. Right, and it it's you know they're in a class with machine guns and tanks, and it just. <laughs> It seems really odd, and there there was a a law, not to get back in the weeds, but there was a law that tried to, you know, lessen this whole application process a few years ago, and it, it didn't get passed or anything, and a lot of people had their, their hopes pretty high on it, and it just made sense for that to go through, but, you know, it, it's unfortunate that it didn't, and it's okay that it didn't i mean we still have those hoops to jump through but you know like i said by itself all it is is a black tube you it's not going to do anything i mean it's a really great paperweight unless you (laughs) screw it on to a firearm well yeah i mean basically the gun itself is a paperweight unless you pick it up and pull the trigger (laughs) right (laughs) unless you put bullets in it yeah but yeah now one thing um you just mentioned as far as on travel goes now, I mean, it's already hard yeah. enough to try to tr- to travel with the firearm itself. So, I mean, how much of a hassle yeah. is it if, if you have a silencer? 
I know you mentioned it a little bit, um, but what, how how much of a how, a hassle would that be? It's the same thing. I mean, um, you go up and you tell them that you have firearms and suppressors, and then you have to show them your your or you have to fill out a form, and then they call you in the back when they go to inspect it, and you have to make sure that it's locked at all times. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it. It's it's the same as a firearm. That's how it's treated at the airports, at least. Oh, okay. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat, also contributor at Politichicks.com, here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism, with over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at Politichicks.com, and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. So, I guess... We're going to move on to your other area of expertise, at least I, I think it is, at least. And that would be Star Wars. Uh-oh. <laughs> ah! <laughs> now, I, I, said that, I said that without asking you, like, what kind, what, what is your level of fandom when it comes to, to Star Wars? Because I can say for myself, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not hardcore, but I'm definitely not a casual fan. I mean, I know the basics, and I know a, 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 a lot, but I, I can't say, I, I can't. I don't know like all the characters and all the books and every canon. So, so I mean, right. Yeah. So where are you in the, in, in that? Um, I think I'm, I'm where I think, let me think I'm, I'm where you are, except for maybe not as intense. Like I really like star Wars, but, um, I don't know. Like if we had a trivia, I think that you would win. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know now. I mean, um, I mean, you know what? You put me on the spot. I should have. I should have got some some questions or something, and did a trivia or something. Seriously, we should have done that. Like we were talking about Star. I'm shocked that neither of us did that. Now, have you seen? Have you seen the new trailer though? That's oh, the question. Yes, yes. Now, see that. That's why I guess I'm going to kind of test you a little bit because. I was going to ask you, have you ever been to Star Wars Celebration? Star Wars Celebration? Oh, okay. So do you know what that no, is? No, I haven't. <laughs> no. Okay, so okay, so that is an annual annual event that they hold in different cities. And it's like three days of just Star Wars. <laughs> and um. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so... So you've been? Have you been? No. I've just been watching it on YouTube okay. for the past couple of years. Oh my gosh. So I have one of my coworkers is actually talking about, uh, well, he's, he's 3D printing me, uh, Princess Leia's laughter. And so I told him I would dress up as Princess Leia. Um, so I'm super excited about that. That's pending. That'll be an awesome photo. I, yeah. I'm about to say, I'm pretty sure you're going to, you're going to post it on, on the Instagram account. <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> You're gonna get like a ten tens of th- you know, maybe get a hundred thousand likes, especially if you put hashtag Star Wars. No, no, no. No. <laughs> no. But I mean but, um, but yeah, yeah. About, yeah. The the Star Wars celebration is like you know, this annual event. And so you mentioned about watching the, the trailer. So that's where they debuted the trailer. Was Oh cool. Yeah, so it was during the panel about the upcoming movie. And so that's when I first saw it. <laughs> Well, I have, you know, I watched the trailer and I have some ideas 
I have some thoughts about it. So I'm, I don't know if, you know, they're right, obviously, but I'm really excited to see it. And I, I hope it's, I hope it's good. I hope it's a good ending. I mean, I, I, this has been a long time coming. Actually, I would like to hold off on that because as I'm thinking right now, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about this when, you know, Rise of Skywalker comes out later on this year. Because <laughs> um, Oh, my gosh. I did, I did a Star Wars episode a couple of years ago, and um, I would love to do that again. And we can do three episodes. We can go on for hours about <laughs> about it. But, um, oh yeah, no, we can do it. This is pending. This is <laughs> this is gonna be great. Now, as far as um, I guess as far as Star Wars in general, just mm-hmm. I mean, the last you know, the last Jedi. W- what do you think of that? Mm-hmm. Like, did you did you like it? Hate it? I mean, I, it's a very um polarizing <laughs> movie. It really was. I you know the funny thing about it is I had a lot of friends who were pissed about it they were so angry and I didn't think it was that bad um I I it was my probably one of my least favorites but I thought Adam Driver did a really really good job and it was okay but it didn't you know I I think it was one of my least favorite um episodes I'm pretty sure if I or you know I think it 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 airs on the side of not as impressive to me what about you what are um, you thinking it's not my it's not my least favorite my least favorite is, is always going to be episode two it's always <laughs> I, yeah um, attack of the clones is the one what's I your favorite uh I, I had to say revenge of the self it really is i mean same th- it is my same. favorite episode three yeah revenge of the Sith. that's exactly what i was thinking that's definitely by above and beyond my favorite it's kind of weird because i like i I said it sometimes it depends on who you're talking to because most you know you you come across some that don't even want to recognize the prequels at all so so if you mention that three is one of your favorites they're like oh what kind of like you know you're not a real star wars fan (laughs) um but yeah but that's that's my favorite one is is revenge of the sith now as far as last jedi it um it it wasn't as good as Force Awakens, and I will put it. Um, I will put it. It might be the second least, actually, and mainly because of um, I really have issues as far as how they did the story with Rose and Finn having them go out to this casino planet or whatever. <laughs> um, I just thought that was yeah that, that whole story that little subplot. I just didn't care for, her. and I feel like they could have done a whole lot better. They had, they literally had another plot that they could have used that they mentioned in the movie, and refused to to go down that route, and but chose to go to this casino planet and you know ride on you know some uh, look like some I don't know some ostrich or something I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was just it was kind of anticlimactic because you know the risk. Resistance was only the rebels. the The first order is the empire. Like, there's really not any end in sight, and it's it was kind of just vanilla. And like you said, I don't know that casino part. I think there was a lot of weird humor in there, and you know, I don't think Disney did a very good job at all. No, um, trying to convey and capture, you know, the true essence of Star Wars. 
but you know that being said um i'm definitely going to be right there when <laughs> no when episode nine comes out i'm gonna be right there to, to watch it and oh I, you know it and i'm probably gonna t i'm most likely gonna be at the when they do the marathon because i did it back when uh force awakens came out they had a marathon where they showed all the movies and, and then you know yeah. in the theater I've never done that, but that sounds so cool. I'm I'm most likely going to do it because I, I couldn't do I couldn't do it for Endgame. I mean that's that's 22 movies. I couldn't do it for that. That's I mean that's, that was 59 yeah. hours. I just could for one. I got to work. I got a job. I can't <laughs> I can't put that much time. <laughs> but um, I might be able to do this for episode nine to watch all the movies. I mean I so when I did it for Force Awakens, that was a day and a half. So it started at one o'clock in the morning on a on a Wednesday went all the way into Thursday night you know when um, when the movie actually premiered <laughs> so it was cool I, now you know when episode 2 came that's the only time I fell asleep because I just don't like episode 2 <laughs> and so yeah yeah but I it, mean that's it, it was actually you know it was really disappointing um, but I mean yeah, I mean, I think we cover it when we say it isn't the absolute. No. Or, uh, you know. No, but like I said, we're, we're, we're going to cover this again. Like I said, we're going to get more in-depth. I mean, we're probably not going to get too in-depth on it. But but we definitely can talk more about it um, later on this year when it comes time for episode nine. So, so if people want to get in, you Wait. know. Well, I have one more thing about this because I'm oh, trying, I, like, I just, I need to throw this out there. I think because Princess Leia felt Palpatine's presence, I think that Palpatine is going to live on through the Death Star like Bane did in the Sith Temple. Hmm. So that's, that's what I'm guessing. But we'll see. Yeah. I'm really I'm, yeah that, that was in the, yeah. I could see that given from what was in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See that's a little little nugget for y'all to chew on, you know, for when when we do our episode in December. Stay tuned, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but so if people want to um, get in touch with you on social media and you know anywhere, where would it go? Yes, uh, Savage Texan, and I try to reply to everybody if they DM me. So um, you know, I like staying involved and talking to everybody. And Instagram is for people to to meet other people and you know that's how we met so yeah um yeah i just i really like talking shop with people it's so much fun and i've met some great people so at savage texan on instagram all right well thank you so much for your time and like i said we'll we will definitely have you back on again thanks brian yep and that's it guys as we get older we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. 
Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens. But you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700.